0: This is Unfilter, episode 74 for November 6th, 2013.
1: The German parliament has scheduled a special session next month to investigate the U.S. spying. And Snowden's U.S. lawyer said today there are now discussions that he might be given asylum to go to Berlin to testify in what would be his first public forum. U.S. officials say they expect the worst is yet to come from Snowden, and whistleblower lawyers tell ABC News tonight that his example has actually led several other current and former NSA employees and contractors to come forward with their own secrets to reveal
2: very soon. But they're telling you the worst yet to come? Yes.
0: On this week's episode of Unfiltered, 20 weeks after the first major NSA revelations, so many questions remain, but some facts are clear. The world is a surveillance state now. Their corporate allies in crime publicly lash out to distance themselves from the scandal. The conversation is in transition, and the focus is shifting from the people to the elites. Edward Snowden steps into the international dialogue and commits to going on the record. We'll share the details. Plus, a look at the recent tragic shootings, our thoughts on the failed GMO labeling initiative, your feedback and much, much more on this week's episode of Unfiltered.
2: Central plus one after election day. my name is Chase Nunes and welcome again to another episode of Unfilter Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about the news that you should not be watching. Joining me, as always, is the lovely and talented Chris Fisher. Hey, Chris. Yo there, Mr. Chase. Here we are marking the 20 weeks of following the NSA stories like a dog with a bone. We need a sound bumper. NSA watch. Bum-bum-bum. The whole show is NSA watch. (laughs) Should have called it the NSA podcast. Oh, man. And you know what? This, this, you got to note this in your own personal logs, you guys, because... One of my streaks. Well, actually, I didn't really have a streak. And, oh, yeah. No, I mean, you was, had a streak. No, 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 no. It was. It was. We haven't checked the other streak. The the, the really important streak. You had a streak, Chase. Okay. But we we didn't we didn't oh, yeah. check. Speaking of things
0: no. let me break out the red book. I, I need to get the red book and I need to turn oh. the page to episode 74. So seventy
2: four. Yeah. So those of you, yeah, seventy three. You mean.
0: Uh, Well, yeah. I start seventy four right. during the show, so I, I can I note stuff I, down. I so you. those of you new to the Unfiltered show,
2: yes, please tell um, them. First it, off, we should tell them what the Unfiltered show is, because uh, you may be turning on for the very first time. Maybe, You're like, who are maybe. these two guys? Probably not. But uh, so this <laughs> is
0: this is a show that where we we take an unfiltered approach to the news media and. Here is, here's kind of, here's what I'd like you to walk away with. Here's the soundbite. Uh, Unfilter tries to cover the news events that actually made a dent in the future history of, honestly, the world, but really our specialty is the United States and the United States' reaction to events of course, in the world. yeah. That's where we sit. So often we'll look at things from the, that perspective because that's our that's our bag, as it were. Right. So the Unfiltered Show really tries to break down th- what happened in the week that is absolutely important, and and part of this is because we're a bunch of selfish bastards. We're creating a chronicle of what the hell's been going on in these historic times I- during our lives, so that way we can look back at this, say five, ten years from now, and go, oh yeah, but that's what was going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this week. This week was a hard episode to kind of start putting together because I, was, I really thought it was going to be all about the shootings. Well,
2: it did come together well, a little bit late, though.
0: This goes to my Red Book prediction. So the Red Book, for you newcomers, this is where I was going. The Red Book is its a tradition we've taken from the No Agenda podcast. We take uh, we take notes of our predictions in every episode just to kind of yeah. keep track, to do yeah. a health check. I have so fun that with it. It helps us audit ourselves to make sure we keep reali- realigning you know, our expectations. Of course. So I thought gun control was going to be uh, a topic of episode 73. Um. Turns out it was delayed by all the NSA revelations, but it is definitely a topic for episode seventy-four this week. It was almost our entire topic. However, so much stuff has been going on in the world of the NSA, and Edward Snowden has stepped back into the limelight this again. Week, as it were, he, that- you know what
2: we have to go back and look at this. I know you said twenty weeks, mm-hmm. but that's got to be a record for a story that has oh, been yes. kept in the news. So Has to be. this go, uh, go
0: this goes back this is a record for
2: us record all time, I think in the news
0: you know it, it is it is it is definitely in my lifetime, and yep. uh, like I said, I think this is the watergate of our time, and we 're watching that play out right now uh, so what we got this week was was is pretty fascinating, plus we get a lot of great insights into the various uh leaders in the United States government and their positions on this kind of stuff but I do want to start with those shootings, uh, because I think it's important to discuss this, and perhaps more importantly, the meta-conversation of where this is leading. So let's start out uh, in chronological order. First, we had the shooting at LAX.
3: Tonight, we are getting new information about a 23-year-old man who went on a rampage at Los Angeles International Airport today, shooting numerous TSA officers and killing at least one, while travelers cowered for their lives. How did he make it past security, and what was his motive? ABC's David Wright has the late breaking details about the terrifying scene.
4: The nightmare started at 9 20
1: a.m.
5: Uh, we had an, active shooting in Terminal 3.
1: an active shooting, unsettling words. A man armed with a high powered rifle marched up to the TSA checkpoint in Terminal 3 and opened fire.
6: He was all in blue. He was wearing all blue. Like, he, he blend in with the TSA. He blend in with the people that work in the securities. First shot went out, and I mean, it was a loud bang. I mean, boom. Witnesses say he appeared to be aiming at
1: TSA officers, ah. killing one TSA officer, wounding another. Other witnesses
0: actually said um, when he wasn't sure. Now, I, I just, this is when I was paying attention to all the feeds. I didn't grab a clip of it. Right. He would actually ask people. He'd hold the gun up and say, are you TSA? And if they would say no, he'd move on. He was – some people described it as hunting TSA agents. Wow. Now, what's interesting is you just heard in that clip the guy said he's wearing all blue. However, if you've seen photos of the guy who was shot by the police, he's not wearing all blue. So I'm not quite sure how that worked out. Um, So one of the things that was uh, kind of interesting about this whole thing is – they painted him as sort of a conspiracy theorist throughout all of
7: this, right. and it started leading to all these different conversations. Then the attack was carefully planned. Our John Miller is a former head of counterterrorism for the LAPD. John, what have you found out? John.
0: So, John, one of the things John illustrates, and they do it very eloquently in the uh, video, which I have available for the unfiltered supporters. But um, it is he cut out, uh, he took a carry-on bag, cut it out, put a, a rifle in there which stuck up, and then he put a bag with a bottom cut out on top of it.
1: Well, investigators are telling us, Scott, that Paul Ciencia had a plan to kill as many TSA officers as he could. They say he expected resistance from police and carried more than 100 rounds of ammunition loaded into five magazines. They also say he had a carefully devised plan to walk through the crowded terminal with a large assault weapon, well hidden, but easily accessible. Ciencia modified his travel kit to stand a concealed rifle upright. He cut holes in the top of a rollerboard suitcase and the bottom of a backpack and stacked them. Law enforcement sources say this allowed Ciencia to lift the backpack and then pull the rifle through the suitcase and begin firing. He first shot TSA officer Gerardo Hernandez, who was checking documents and boarding passes at the bottom of the escalator leading to the TSA checkpoint.
2: Stop for, uh, stop for a minute. So that's the that's the officer who checks your ID before you can even go to the checkpoint, mm-hmm. which we've walked into before, and they're typically 50 feet away. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. in this case, he's at the bottom of an
1: escalator. Yeah. Law enforcement source told CBS News, after shooting Hernandez, Ciencia headed towards the escalator but saw Hernandez was still moving, so he doubled back and shot him again, Ouch. killing him. At the top of the escalator, Ciencia arrived at the TSA checkpoint and entered the area behind security, by taking the exit lane reserved for deplaning passengers.
0: So he walks right around the security checkpoints where you walk through the scanners and stuff and goes through
2: the offboarding Right. Stuff just walks right down that with this, you know, just oddly enough, at SeaTac Airport, you can't do that. Right. Right. They, they have a set of double doors hmm? that will not open unless there's a person walking from the other right, side. Right. Yeah. They it prevents probably them. why.
1: Yeah. He then headed straight down the concourse. Sources say he appeared to be hunting TSA officers as he fired away. Witness statements and a review of airport security video also indicates to investigators that TSA employees were the gunman's only intended targets. Police believe that other passengers who were wounded either by gunfire or trying to escape were struck by rounds that Ciancia fired at the TSA officers but missed.
7: John, some police departments put armed officers at these checkpoints. The TSA officers obviously aren't armed. Why were there no armed LAPD officers there?
1: Well, the airport has its own police department, the Los Angeles World Airports Police. And for a number of years, the practice was to have an armed officer and a partner behind every checkpoint. A year ago, they started looking at changing that policy by having roving patrols simply because they said a study of airport uh, incidents showed that most of the violence occurred in front of the security, not behind the security checkpoints, and this would give the officers the ability to roam, be more flexible in
7: their patrols, and less predictable to the bad guys. And they did get there right away. John, thank you very much.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can imagine as a cop, right? Who wants the duty where you just stand there at the airport all day long? Yeah, Now, what was super convenient is uh, the uh, shooter, Ciencia, brought a letter with him. Well, some information is now emerging. And by the way, when you want to get the latest on what's happening at LAX, the Los Angeles International Airport... The number one person you go to is Barbara Starr in the Pentagon in D.C.
6: Our uh, justice reporter, Evan Perez, has spoken to federal law enforcement official who says materials found on the shooting suspect did include a rant that appeared to reference that
0: New World Order. OK, all right. All right. So uh. Barbara Starr sitting in the Pentagon in the little booth they make for the media She's going to break down what the New World Order is for us, Chase.
6: Well, as oh, right. anti-TSA. I, hey, I'm taking Anti- notes. You're right. I'm Anti- taking notes. Anti-government claims it's not clear what really gave rise to these references, Federal investigators have found no known links to any groups or anything in the suspect's background to explain them. For people perhaps not familiar, New World Order is generally accepted to be a conspiracy theory where people believe that there are elites out there forming some sort of special authoritarian government. You know, only crazy
0: people who'd shoot up an, an airport right, would think of that, Chase. Yeah. Uh, so um, that, that gives you, of course, uh, a, a little bit of insight into maybe his state of mind, too, is if he was actually carrying such a letter. It's always so interesting how these guys have a letter on them or they have some kind of manifesto, <sighs>
2: right? It's, it's just, well, you, you kind of figure. I, I think obviously it's very intentional because they know – they're, they're going in with a mission uh, to do serious harm. Right. And mm-hmm. they figure, well, I'm not going to be here. I'm going out in a blaze Am of glory. as well leave a message? Going to leave a message. So the conspiracy theorists out there would say, and of course they'd be frying some conspiracy bacon. Which, which uh, by the way, comes direct. Came back with me, Orlando, Florida. Nice. Tasty, too. Very Extra good. Extra fat on those pigs mm, down there. So good, Mickey. Uh.
0: Actually, kind of lean because they got It's a, actually
2: Mickey Mouse bacon,
0: and yeah, it's pretty cheap stuff. It, it's yeah. microwave, right? And, yeah, it's horrible. Well, sorry. However, however, the, all that being aside, my conspiracy bacon would say, "Isn't it super convenient? Because it almost feels like whenever there is a a convenient shooting that fits a narrative that moves something uh, that moves something forward for the government, there is a very good." Manifesto or a letter that goes with it, and then when you have a random shooting like we had in the in the mall after this shooting, we there say, was no manifesto. I was going
2: to say, didn't we say never waste a, a disaster or right. never waste an opportunity? Now, you know,
0: I, I, honestly, here's the thing: it, did this guy? Maybe this. So, the, so apparently, this guy, you know, referenced the New World Order, referenced the TSA, uh, took some pot shots at Janet Napolitano. Honestly, this sounds like um, an unfiltered listener who's maybe just a little unbalanced. Whoa,
4: whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, 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 whoa whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. It sounds Be like careful. me. It
2: sounds like me. Be careful. I don't like. I don't We're like going to get on a list and they're going to say, if you listen to this show, you, you are a terrorist. Do you like the TSA? No. Do, do you like Janet Napolitano? Well, she's not in charge of TSA anymore,
0: right? Well, no, but you know, did you like her, Chase? Or are you a big fan of Jennifer? She's really Potter? hot, though.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
7: uh,
2: mm. Oh, oh I... wait, no, no. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I thought you were referring to somebody else. No, no, she's not hot.
0: Well, and in fact, Ciencia was specifically upset about the NSA. CNN's Miguel Marquez
5: spoke exclusively to the woman who knows Ciencia and his roommates. She says the roommates
0: were handcuffed and questioned. Oh, so this is a really interesting aspect to the story ciencia's brother got a text message from him earlier in the day saying hey man i'm gonna die today and so he got a hold of his cop buddy who then got a hold of somebody in la then they go over to ciencia's house and while they're cuffing up ciencia's roommates he's shooting
3: up oh lax my God. The moment that they're seeing this on the tv their third roommate comes back and said oh i just dropped off ball at lax he you to go home and at that moment they just knew i think that You just dropped off Paul to a shooting.
5: Describing Ciancia as socially awkward, the woman also said he expressed strong feelings about the government.
3: All the NSA findings that came out, you know, this year that he was very upset about it. And he also thought that TSA abused their power.
5: In light of the shooting, some are asking whether TSA officers
2: should be armed. Yeah, so uh, I knew that was— You know, immediately, immediately after this happened, I thought of this. And I was in Florida when this occurred. Right. I immediately thought that.
0: Well, there is a new push, in a sense.
4: Right Right now, we're learning much more about the bloody uh, shooting rampage at Los Angeles Airport that sent panicked passengers fleeing for their lives, left a TSA officer dead, and three more victims— Wounded. And now there's a brand new push by the union that represents TSA officers to give them law enforcement status. In other words, guns that are stop, to stop, protect stop, themselves stop, stop. and the no. public. No.
2: Wait, no. Our, first off, giving them guns is one thing, giving them law enforcement status is something completely different. Well, uh, Chase, currently
0: the agency's uh, 45,000. 1,000 screeners are not considered law enforcement officers. And they shouldn't be. Uh, the, however, the TSA's union, the American Federation of Government Employees, says the new category of armed agents could bolster security throughout the country's airports. So not arming all TSA agents. We just want to arm a new breed of TSA agents, a new category of TSA, TSA yeah, but, agents. Yeah, but
2: that's not what Wolf said. Wolf said law enforcement, right. which is totally different. You're right. Peace officers. You're right. No. You're gonna get so I bet I bet they don't go through the same amount of training. I mean, that police officers go through.
0: I don't think people have an appreciation of the TSA. I feel like
2: I wait feel wait, like, wait wait wait. Are you drinking Kool Aid?
0: No, no. I don't mean I don't mean in terms of how good it is. Oh, I mean in how unprecedented of it, it, it is an American jobs program. People, you need to look up the history of the TSA. It is and and if you arm them and give them officer status, you are committed. You are basically creating a federal police force. A domestic federal police force. You're just asking for it is what's going to happen. And it'll start with some of them. They'll all get new uniforms, which are much more official and much more scary looking. And then they'll get new classified TSA agents they'll get, they'll get who black, have guns,
2: black uniforms, right? Of course, with silver badges. Because this
0: is a police state, of course. That's exactly what will happen. And you, you know, maybe that's not, maybe that wasn't going to be the case, but now you could consider I, I have to be transported to malls. And well, we just had a shooting at a mall, didn't oh, we? Oh man! Even though, so now here's an interesting thing. Yeah. The shooting at the mall, it, it looks like it was it was really just somebody trying to kind of be dramatic and taking their own life.
7: Has it come to this? Has gunfire in public? Places become so ordinary twice in a week young men have stormed into buildings and started shooting last friday at the airport in los angeles last night at a mall in new jersey there the only person killed was the shooter but we were struck by how the mall's employees and shoppers reacted yelena quijano is in new jersey Let's
5: it took six it. hours for police to it's locate six. richard shoup he was found dead in the basement from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. You know, Kevin Shoup uh, is his older his brother.
2: My brother intended to harm nobody else but himself. He just sadly decided to make an act of self-indulgence by taking his own life publicly. And it's a tragedy to us all. up. Yeah.
5: The gunshot sent thousands of people scrambling for cover inside New Jersey's largest mall. Carmen Reynolds was getting ready to leave work at a clothing store. Did you have a plan at the store for an active shooter situation like that? No, we don't have a plan, but I always thought about it. Like, where would we hide if we had to hide? And the only place was the bathroom. The drama played out three days after the shooting at Los Angeles International Airport and six weeks after terrorists attacked them all in Africa. Many employees at the New Jersey mall followed protocols created by the Department of Homeland Security and retailers by quickly closing store gates to protect customers inside. As many as 400 people were in hiding at one point. Carmen Reynolds and two others were in a bathroom for three hours. And at one point we actually turned the lights off because we were afraid. Because we were hearing noises, but we couldn't tell just if they the rats were in, in the, the store. Walls. You know, you, you don't know what's going on.
0: So
2: there you have it,
0: right? I, I, just, I mean, what would
2: you do, Chris? I, I mean, in gosh, a shooting yeah. situation? Yeah, I mean, if you're in a mall and you see some guy,
0: well, the tragic thing is, I wouldn't be in a mall by myself. I'd probably be there with a kid at least. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I,
2: I, with your other girlfriend and everything.
0: Right. Yeah. And then if I got on the news, Andrew would find out. It'd be super.
2: Uh, just yeah. First world problems, Chase. Yeah. Internet problems, right? But totally. Internet porn. Problems. I,
0: I don't know honestly how to answer this because, like.
2: Um, no one ever knows until they're in the situation. Totally of true. Awesome. Totally true. And I also feel yeah. like
0: maybe I've seen one too many movies of the Wild West. Where <laughs> that's
2: true. I, I think sometimes
0: we forget that we live in a natural world where there's predators and there's things that are can, that can kill us and there's bad things out there and we want Daddy to take care of us at all but, times. But
2: but we're so re- reactionary too. It's like oh. whenever these and so scared. We're so well, scared. Well, these one, when these one off situations and by the numbers, you guys, these are one off situations. Right. When you have literally thousands upon thousands of people who travel very safe every single day, the problem
0: is is that these are getting a lot more exposure. A, uh, so there was just a report that was released: CNN's ratings tanked when they talk about Obamacare, and they soar when they cover gun shootings.
2: Well, actually, that
0: that just spells it out for you right there. I what's going to happen? I
2: think they soar when they talk about breaking news. I mean,
0: in general, yeah. So, but here's what: so CNN is architecting the plan. This oh, is how sick okay. this is. All right. So, CNN is going to do is going to have a whole bunch of points that they'll have on the shooting and then they get to they get to slop up the sloppy seconds during the court trial. They're going to do like the Zimmerman thing with all of this stuff. They're going to do it all live. They're going to have on-point Zimmerman trials. It's going to be a mess. And the problem is all these mass shootings are just going to get more and more coverage and we're just going to get more and more scared. And interestingly enough, you know, you got to wonder is Congress going to do something?
7: Is Washington talking about gun or mental health legislation? Nancy Cordes is at the Capitol for us. Nancy?
5: Not a peep on gun legislation, Scott. Not even from the biggest supporters of these bills who say there simply isn't a point to pushing them when so many Republicans and some Democrats still oppose them. Here's what the Senate's Democratic leader, Harry Reid, told me today. Do you intend to bring gun control legislation back up?
7: I would love to bring it back up, but I can't do it till I have the votes. And at this stage, I don't have the votes. And Nancy, what about mental health legislation?
5: Well, there have been some conversations, Scott, about measures to increase funding for mental health Mm -hmm. services, perhaps to beef up reporting of mental illness. But those conversations are in the very early stages. And as you know, it's a very tricky issue, tough to find consensus.
7: Nancy Cordes at the Capitol. Thank you, Nancy.
0: I feel like the elephant in the room is
2: prescriptions.
0: Um, oh, so
7: so pharmaceuticals.
0: Yeah, um a lot of these and I didn't play any of them, but a lot a lot of the newscasts when they would have like a roundtable on to discuss shootings, yeah. they would do a recap of recent lone wolf white male shooters and everyone they listed has it has later come out that they have been on like secure like I'm sorry, like se- severe antidepressants or some sort of some sort of medi- medication like that has been proven to show some sort of numbing effect. And I'm not I'm not saying it is that, but we have these conversations. Where we're willing to say, well, what about mental health? Right. What about that? But maybe could we say, what about what about drugs? Right? Yeah. These are drugs. These are drugs people are taking, and hmm. I feel like the reason they're not asking these questions is because when when these news programs go to break, all of their ads are
2: pharmaceuticals. <laughs> Jeez. Right? Yeah, that's true. Get, get it today. Uh, ask your doctor. Uh, Conditions and may occur. This
0: goes into sort of you know our philosophy around the unfiltered show and why you just really cannot mix yep. commercial so interest true. and news because news needs to be an organic thing that is driven by the truth of the situation. Yep. And not something where you dance around the problem. And so that you know unfiltered, that's kind of where we strike out and that's kind of where we make a difference. We take that model. Wait. Wait for the finish. Wait. That's yes. what we do with it. That's what we do with it. So, the Unfiltered Show is listener supported. Now, there's a couple of great things that happen when we become listener supported. And I'll tell you the one that I love the most I don't got to worry about numbers. And I don't have to worry about what the sponsor pitch is this week. I don't have to worry about the new promo code. I don't have to do any of that. I focus on the content of the show. And I focus on making the people who become our Unfiltered supporters happy. I don't have to worry about mass appeal. I don't have to worry about click grabbing headlines. I have to worry about keeping our 200 and
2: 46 unfiltered supporters happy. As long as you're keeping that number steady or, or trending in a positive direction, that that's how we know we're doing the proper I, good job. And if you've never been in any kind of online media
0: production, what you have to understand is the number I care about is right now is three hundred and thirty-three. Why the number is
2: y three three three? That pays for the
0: show. Oh. it's a good number too. Yeah, it's very good. Because let's be honest, the expenses of the show comes and goes. It's 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 transient. But right. that was the, that's that's the baseline we're trying to get to. That's that's the line in the sand we have drawn. Now, if this show gets thirty thousand downloads or five thousand downloads, I'm still making it as long as we have three hundred and thirty-three supporters. That is huge. That yeah. is huge because it means I don't have to play a game to get to get a certain amount of numbers, to get the big sponsor dollars. That's right. True. It means we just make a show about the news, and that's what we're doing today. So I I want. we've got a big list because, you know, we've rolled out a couple of new features for our Unfiltered supporters, and I think some people responded to that. I'm, I got an update to some of those features. Okay, cool. But, man, Chase, should we start? Do you I, want to take a couple I, I, of these? Yeah,
2: I can help you. We can alternate. All right, We'd, thanks, I'd like man. To say thanks to Mike M. And Joseph M. Dennis W. Dean M. M Andrew D. J, TJP. Daniel B. Larry B. Stephen T. Kirk V. Jam. Anonymous Mr. G. Tony. Daniel. Christopher W. And Bill B. And Les O. And of course, Mac H. Those. By the the way, Christopher W., if that's Christopher Walken, you need to call into the show. Christopher Walken.
0: Uh, I want to walk. Walking. So that brings us to 246 Unfiltered supporters. You can become an Unfiltered supporter. It's five bones a month. You go over to the show notes. We have a little link in there. It's, it hooks up with Amazon Payments because that's what's been working the best. Now here's what you get. What you, you get, get? the supporter show. What? That's an additional. Right now the supporter show. Uh, let me move this window out of the way because I was screwing around. The Unfiltered support, supporter show is clocking at an hour thirty. We've been going for an hour thirty already on the supporter show. Lots what? of extra clips provides more context. Now we're doing something extra. And now that I know you're watching, I'm making it even fancier. We're giving out BitTorrent Syncs all the way back to episode 54. That's when we started tracking the <sighs> NSA stuff. That's a lot of data, man. About three gigs, Chase. A lot. About three gigs. A lot. And you can grab that via BitTorrent Sync. We put the key in the newsletter. It goes out after every episode of Unfiltered, just to our supporters. You grab that key. You download all the clips. You download stuff that's in video form that you don't get to see extra stuff. You get our notes. And on this week's episode, we've got a bunch of extra stuff in the, in the pre-show that we didn't ever even play. It's in video form. Like, What was it? Teens', teens Brains on Porn? Yes. <laughs> That's a great one you got to watch oh on video. My God. Uh, and also, there's, there's some good 3D simulations of some of these shootings. Not good in that sense, but you know what I mean. And we're doing something else. Based on the feedback from this, I'm also going to do a separate BitTorrent Sync secret It'll be just the last five supporter shows. So that way you just grab that folder. It's easy to put on your mobile device because BitTorrent Sync is free for mobile. And you get the last five supporter shows. So if you sign up later on, you can get the last five episodes. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Now, on top of all of that, I want to give you a little bit of info because there's been some confusion. Okay. Here's what happens. You become an unfiltered supporter. Right. You get acknowledgement in the next episode. We read out your name and you get the newsletter after so the next episode. So what's the
2: cutoff, though? Let's, so let's say, for example... About, uh, usually about Wednesday morning. Okay, so if you donated and joined the supporters after Wednesday morning, you won't even hear it until the following week right, after that. Right,
0: right. You get the newsletter Got and you'll get, you'll get your call out. But if you have any problems, if something if something doesn't work out for you, you can email Angela at JupiterBroadcasting.com. She's making it her top priority to take care of all that stuff. I did something kind of cool.
2: What's
0: that? Uh, to, since we're distributing so much content now for the unfiltered supporters via BitTorrent Sync, I spun up a server in New York. So that way I'm seeding that content on both coasts of the United States. Look at you. To really make it fast. And it's You're awesome. You're more
2: efficient than the NSA.
0: Dude, it's kind of funny. Some of the people that joined the BitTorrent Sync, like... One of the guys, uh, machine's name is not the NSA. <laughs> Another guy's computer name is the
2: FBI. Oh God! <laughs> the the unfiltered audience you, is you funny. know they're downloading because
0: you see their host name in there, and they're they're a bunch of jokers. Well, it's .dot gov though. Well, that is like is like maybe they're getting maybe they want to get all the information. So, yeah. anyways, fair enough. So now, if, as an unfiltered supporter, you get all of our clips, you get all of the materials we use for the show, you get additional stuff that make in making the show, you get video versions some of the stuff we cover. You also get a separate sync of just the past five supporter shows which includes the pre and post show, which has a ton of more stuff in it.
2: Nice. And uh, including a great story about your trip to Minecon. Yeah, yeah, no, that was a lot of fun and uh, totally, this is the kind of thing you guys, that helps keeps this show moving forward. Yeah. And it's really appreciative. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you guys very much and thank you now to our 246 Unfiltered supporters. We're trying to get to 333 to make this show a long-term sustainable project and we need your help to do it. Yeah. Now, Let's trans. Let's transition to the NSA. Oh well, gee. And I want to start by going back to last week. You remember the story last week was well, it looks like Obama might not have known if we were spying on thirty-five. Well, world
2: no, years. no. I mean, he, you know, he's comp- he's he's the president of the United States, but he has no idea what's going on in his backyard.
0: Yeah. So uh, totally, Mike Rogers, mouthpiece of the intelligence agencies. Also, uh, he sits on the intelligence committee has a pretty hard time believing obama didn't
7: know leaders intentions is really important for us so that we don't have collisions that we have better relationships with our allies and fully understand our adversaries i do believe uh that the president uh well let me rephrase that I, i i just don't buy the argument uh that the white house didn't understand the full scope of what we were doing and i'm not saying we were doing anything in particular but it would be hard for me to believe uh, that they didn't have an understanding of the full scope of the intelligence community. And by the way, I believe, after looking at this pretty seriously, that they were complete compliance with the law.
0: Of course, of course. Of course. He was. Yes. Remember last week, we showed that, that slide that had an NSA hand-drawn diagram of intercepting the Google data centers. Yep, it was and a, a new
5: report yeah. says the National Security Agency is monitoring emails and other information on Google and Yahoo. The Washington Post says the agency tapped into cables connecting the company's data centers around the world. That is according to secret documents from NSA leaker Edward Snowden.
0: Well, so, uh, yeah, that story got a lot of criticism. People, oh, we don't believe it. So the Washington Post did a follow-up story where they actually showed a slide that had a packet capture. And in that packet capture was the Google Global File System, the one that the the Google File System that synchronizes around the world that is only is only transmitted within the data center walls of Google. That clip, that was slide they showed a packet capture. A packet capture from the Google network.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, this has got a lot
0: of people's attention. So Snowden has come out of the woodworks and he says, you know what, I'm ready to step up. You know, I just need the international community's help and I'll start testifying.
5: leaker Edward Snowden wants the charges against him dropped.
8: In a letter released Friday, the NSA whistleblower asked for international help to persuade U.S. authorities yeah. to give him clemency. So far, the White House says no.
0: Yes. Uh, so uh, Snowden made his appeal in the letter that was uh, carried by Berlin uh, to Berlin, I'm sorry, <laughs> by Berlin carried to Berlin uh, by a veteran member of the Green Party in the German parliament. Uh, and so this was then kind of passed from him and so on in that letter. He said, uh, my government continues to treat me, my, my dissent as defection and seeks to criminalize political speech and felony charges provide no defense. Mr. Stoughton continues to go on. He said, however, speaking the truth is not a crime. I'm, co- I'm confident that support for it from the international community, the government of the United States will abandon its harmful behavior and uh, you can read all of the entire Manifesto for the Truth from Snowden. We have it linked in the show notes. It was translated from German by Cool Two Man in the Unfiltered subreddit. Yep. So thank you to cool two-man. Yes. Uh, so also, Snowden said he'd be willing to testify, remember we talked about this last week a little bit, uh, to uh, Germany.
5: Yes. After NSA leaker Edward Snowden met with a German lawmaker
0: in Moscow, he reportedly said... So when we covered it last week, like, oh, yeah, we might be interested in talking to him, maybe. Well, yeah, they, they sent a guy over to Russia. <laughs>
5: he is willing to testify in a German inquiry about U.S. spying on Germany's Chancellor Angela Merkel. Snowden Angela Merkel. will go to Germany as long as... That That country doesn't send him to the United States. Snowden also said in a manifesto of truth published today in a German newspaper that he feels justified in spilling intelligence secrets. Our Barbara Starr has more on Snowden's reported interest in testifying
6: before U.S. Congress.
0: So, of course, we got to go to Barbara Starr now.
6: The German lawmaker who met Edward Snowden says the confessed NSA leaker isn't anti-American. He wants to testify in front of Congress.
3: He stressed many times to my question if he is ready to come before the German parliament to testify. That he'd rather go before the U.S. Congress and put all the facts on the table. Because his message is about clarifying possible serious offenses by the U.S.A.
6: Jessalyn Raddick of the whistleblower advocacy group, the Government Accountability Project, recently met with Snowden in Moscow. She says he's making his own decisions and is not being manipulated by the Russians.
1: Despite the police state, the surveillance
8: state we've been turning into. So I do think he would love to come back someday if the conditions politically um, were different.
0: So this part that I'm a little confused on uh, and it didn't make any sense to me, is if he flew to Germany... Yeah. Would, so he is in Russia under this refugee status clause. He, yeah, he is a, uh, what you call a... What's that?
2: What well, He's, uh, he's under asylum. He, he has one year right, asylum. But
0: it's like a refugee asylum. It's like a different kind of... It's, it, it's like, it's this unique... It's, it's a temporary asylum.
2: So I was wondering, if he left
0: Russia to go to Germany to testify, would he lose that refugee status? So I did a little uh, digging. And...
7: All right, let's go back to our top story this hour, the possibility of Edward Snowden testifying in Germany about accusations the U.S. spied on Chancellor Angela Merkel. We do have a chance to speak to Anatoly Kuchirelna, who is the lawyer representing Edward Snowden here in Russia. Thank you for joining us, such short notice. Uh, How safe is it for Edward Snowden to actually go to Germany, and will he keep his refuge status in Russia if he does
6: decide to go?
3: I must say that of course
7: he can't leave Russia because as we know he got uh, refugee status and if he moves to a different country then he loses this status.
3: Oh. So if there are any questions to Mr Snowden on behalf of Germany this process could be
7: resolved through the treaties that are signed between Germany and Russia
3: and he doesn't need to travel there
7: to give some evidence.
2: Yeah, well, what, that's one thing that I was thinking about. Yeah. Is does don't they have a German embassy? <laughs> right. Why does he need to travel? Right, because because yeah. German embassy. Like for example, we have a Japanese embassy in Seattle. That land is Japan. Hey, Chase.
0: Yeah. Uh, common sense is calling. Uh, hold and, on. Uh, wait. Go ahead. Uh, and it just wants to know why he couldn't just do a Skype call. You no, why? Because NSA is listening. In. <laughs> right. <laughs> they can't. hey So uh, there you have it. So He can't leave, he can't leave Russia. He can't. He can't. However, but in the meantime – you can't
2: leave him either. Uh,
0: the good news He's is got a girlfriend. – is in early 2014, the U.S. and Germany are totes going to stop spying on each other.
5: The United States oh. and Germany are reportedly preparing to enter into an agreement which bans spying on each other's government and people. The Sunday edition of major German newspaper Frankfurter Allgemeine carried an article that quoted sources close to the German government as saying the accord will be concluded early next year. On Wednesday, Merkel's foreign policy advisor Christoph Heusgen and another senior official met top U.S. officials, including National Security Advisor Susan Rice and Director of National Intelligence James Clapper in Washington. German officials reportedly
0: requested the deal during the meeting. There you go. They're going to go into a deal. Now, uh, one of the things that—so last week we covered how world leaders were reacting very strongly to yeah. this. This week, it was Google reacting very strongly. Whether <laughs> yes. it was their engineers on G+, who or, were— Or? Or Eric Schmidt saying— Schmidt, He was shocked. What's with I all the German
4: names? Sorry. <laughs> that the NSA would do this. P- perhaps a violation of law, but certainly a violation of mission. Hmm. If it's true, and we don't know, maybe there are other disclosures coming, it would indicate that the National Security Agency have been looking between data centers in mm-hmm. me- leading uh, companies like Google.
0: Hey, actually, it's interesting. So Schmidt did a couple of interviews, and he said this each time. I, I think this is an intentional misdirection on his part because this document oh, that really? you're showing right now yeah. clearly demonstrates in that diagram Yeah. That they are not linking between data centers, although they're obviously doing that as well. But they are actually inside the data center, and and that is backed up by the second post that we have linked in the show notes from the Washington Post that yeah. shows the packet I, capture. I, I showed that earlier, right? Yeah, we got the packet capture. So yep. Schmidt is either uninformed or he's misdirecting, but either way, he is obviously not happy about it.
4: Yeah. Now Google's technology is heavily encrypted internally. Heavily fortified, and we've announced that we're making it even more so. We're using encryption and other powerful algorithms to make it very difficult. You
0: know, algorithms mm-hmm.
4: that the U.S. government <laughs> can get your information, or the Chinese government.
0: Of course, the Chinese government. Uh, and if Schmidt went on to say that if they did do it, it's likely illegal. And I want to show you this. Of course, you've seen. Oh, so show- she shows him the slide. Seen it already. This was the
5: NSA slide seen around the
0: world, showing how they were
5: able to infiltrate Google systems. They're
0: and Schmidt gets really uncomfortable in this, and I, I think I have the video in the uh, BitTorrent Sync share. He's he starts squirming a little bit in his chair,
5: smiling because he you knows exactly what we're talking about. And there's the smiley face on that. <laughs> what does that reveal about the psyche of the NSA?
4: Well, we don't know who wrote this slide, <laughs> but let's assume that it's accurate. Yeah. But from a Google perspective, any internal use of Google services is unauthorized and almost certainly illegal.
5: Did it surprise you that the NSA were able to do this, that they had the skills to infiltrate Google?
4: Well, first place, we don't know that the NSA was able to. This is a claim. Okay. Um, The NSA certainly is technically very, very good. And um, so could they do it? Sure. Should they have done it? Absolutely not.
0: Oh. When you, so Schmidt is a long-time uh, buddy of the federal government. Oh, a government, huge buddy. And he's stepping away and saying this this is
2: illegal. Well, wasn't they he at one time uh, supposed to be possibly selected to be the tech czar yep. or something like that? Yep, yep,
0: yep. And and yeah. when uh, when uh, he stepped down as the head of Google to, to let uh, Larry and Sergey take over, one of the roles that they said he would be primarily responsible for is interfacing with the federal government. Uh, so that's kind of a funny title. Yeah. And uh, here he is very clearly now – getting in line with a lot of the world leaders who are, who are uh, lambasting this NSA program. And Schmidt, in a separate interview with The Wall Street Journal, commented on the, on the, uh, on the NSA snapping up all of these phone calls and saying, this is, this doesn't even make any sense.
4: And I think it just doesn't pass the smell test. A simple example is the National Security Agency allegedly collected the phone records of every phone call of 320 million people in order to identify roughly 300 people who might be at risk. That's just bad public policy.
0: And it might be illegal, he goes on to say. So, of course, once Wolf gets Diane Feinstein on the line, he's got to say, what do you think? Do you agree with uh, old Schmidt here? Yeah. you agree with him? <laughs> no. <laughs> nice. And I'll tell you this much. You take down
8: God, that her. phone records program and you will increase the risk of an attack in this oh, country. Oh, shut up. I very much believe that. These phone record programs were part of at least... Uh, 12 uh, potential arrests in the country in the past. And I think because we have been saved from a major attack, I think there's a belief around, what well, terrorism is down. Terrorism is not down. Worldwide, it is up. It is up 69% in the year 12 over 11. And fatalities are up 89%. So you've had 8,500 attacks worldwide with some 15,500 people killed. Now, we're lucky it isn't the United States, it's Africa, it's Asia, it's the Middle East. But you begin to cut back on the ability of our systems to protect this country and you make it more likely that there will be an attack, that you'll make it easier for these people to attack. Additionally. We now know there's a bomb that gets through airport magnetometers. We now know that there have been three instances, instances to penetrate the United States with this bomb, actually with four bombs, one on Christmas Day with Muttalib in 09, one in Dubai with two printer cartridges of computers having uh, this bomb in the cartridge, it reportedly headed to Chicago, And then in 2000,
0: about a year and two months ago. So these these attacks that she's citing, some of which we've talked about on the show, go back to it's like it's this gray area where there's either an FBI informant or in some cases like the underwear bomber, a CIA informant or an MI6 informant. Who works with the person, the quote-unquote terrorist, kind of guides them to getting the materials, guides them to getting to the right spot and talking to the right people, finances them, and in some cases even drives them to the airport, literally. Oh, literally, the FBI even drives them to the airport in some cases, and those are the circumstances in which she is quoting to justify this program. Uh, By an asset who uh, developed, uh, who had access... An asset. An asset, by the way. An asset. She literally just called that person an asset.
8: ...to one of these bombs from AQAP in Yemen. Now, he headed to Chicago, and then in 2000, about a year and two months ago, uh, by an asset who uh, developed, uh, who had access to one of these bombs from AQAP in Yemen.
0: Now, huh, the, the bomb maker is still alive. She sounds like she's just stumbling through her
2: words, and you can actually. Well, you, you can definitely feel like she's got these key points that right. were given to her. But that she's she having a hard time continue.
0: even getting through them. Well, and I would invite the listener to rewind 30 seconds
2: or so. Because she's probably past retirement age. If isn't you,
0: she? Yeah, well, yeah, she's no spring chicken. If you listen closely, you can actually hear somebody in the background. We've already passed it, but you can hear somebody prompting her, telling her, yeah, that's it, yeah.
8: Live. We know that they want to attack the United States with one of these weapons. Of course. Do we want to make it easier or harder? That's what I would say to the American public. I want to make it harder.
4: Senator Feinstein, uh, thanks so much for joining us. You're very welcome. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you.
2: Up next. Oh, thank you for letting me propagate my message and, and tell the American people that, you know, only way for you to feel safe is by doing this.
0: Well, good news, Chase, because Feinstein has got a bill to rein in the NSA.
3: I'm moving to Capitol Hill where yesterday the Senate Intelligence Committee moved legislation forward addressing the recent NSA revelations. The chairwoman of the committee, Senator Dianne Feinstein, a fierce NSA supporter, touted the legislation known as the FISA Improvements Act, saying she believes (laughs) the (laughs) reforms in the bill are, quote, prudent, responsible, and meaningful.
0: Meaningful. That's
2: good. But, you know, here's what I – here's the thing. It's already unconstitutional, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it already illegal what yeah. they're doing? right. Why don't they just enforce the existing laws that they oh. have on the books and, huh. I don't know, tell them to knock it off? Huh. You mean the – Huh.
3: Critics of the bill say it falls well short of meaningful reform, and they say that it actually gives the NSA more legal protections to conduct its bulk collection of communication records. Yeah, it's a backhanded compliment, is what it is. See, Edward Snowden's leaks revealed a secret reinterpretation of Section 215 in the Patriot Act by the NSA and the FISA Court that gave the NSA enormous power to collect Americans' phone records. The Feinstein bill will remove this program from murky legal grounds and officially codify it into law. The Electronic Frontier Foundation called the bill disingenuous, saying don't be fooled. The bill codifies some of the NSA's worst practices, would be a huge setback for everyone's privacy, and it would permanently entrench the NSA's collection of every phone record held by U.S. telecoms. This is not an NSA reform bill. It's an NSA entrenchment bill. And Senator Mark Udall, who's been critical of the NSA, argued... The NSA's ongoing invasive surveillance of Americans' private information does not respect our constitutional values and needs fundamental reform, not incidental changes. Unfortunately, the bill passed by the Senate Intelligence Committee does not go far enough to address the NSA's overreaching domestic surveillance programs. Senator Udall instead supports a bill introduced earlier this week by Senator Patrick Leahy and by Congressman Jim Sensenbrenner in the House that would altogether end the NSA's ability to conduct ball collection of phone records under Section 215, which means in the coming weeks or in the coming months, there will be a showdown in Congress over what NSA reform should look like and just how far it should go.
0: And you bet your ass we'll be watching that showdown too to see exactly how that plays out. Now, I see you frantically Googling over there. What are you looking for?
3: Well,
2: I... I... I saw an article earlier this week about a new constitution for America, and how. Oh God. Uh, this was an opinion piece that has been making it. Is it
0: time to replace the Constitution?
2: Well, here. here this... Boy, hold on, Chase, hold on. Let's.
0: Uh, we got to do this right. Yeah, I, please do. I think uh, we should uh, probably. Yes, of course.
1: This is CNN's Wolf Blitzer, and you're in the Situation Room.
0: now i'm here in the situation room bringing on chase on a satellite link chase can you tell me what's going on i hear it's time for america to get a new constitution now
2: yes wolf well, what we've been hearing now is a lot of americans are thinking Situations, that the 224 situation. year run of our constitution has reached its end what <laughs> it's had a 224 year of commendable glorious service uh, but now it's time according to the atlantic.com uh, they're saying it's time to uh. move on. Uh, you know, actually, you know, the funny thing is, clocking in at 4,500 words, about the same length as a screenplay for an episode of <laughs> Two and a Half Men, Hey-o. Uh, it hasn't been without serious modification since 18 year olds got to vote in 1971. Hmm. Uh, so. So basically, you know, it goes and talks about other models and how America used to be "quote unquote" the model for constitutions and new governments that have been formed around the world, but that's not true. Uh, a lot of new uh, new uh, countries that have been formed in the say past fifty years yeah. uh, have used more different of a, models. Well, but more of a uh, parliamentary model, if you will.
0: Uh. I, I feel like these constitutional things come up as a way to put in the popular opinion that the constitution should be ignored. And that's really that their main goal is. But I don't know. I could be well,
2: wrong. Well, I, I look at it in a, in a different way. I, I feel that uh, the, the system and uh, obviously with the whole government shutdown situation and how mm-hmm. money has gotten so heavily yeah. involved in American politics, yeah. the same kind of scenario. did. I got
0: good news though about that.
2: Oh, OK. The same kind of scenario did happen up in Canada. And what happened? Oh, well. What happened? What? Well, the entire parliament was dissolved and new elections were, were yeah, formed. Yeah, Canada, though. Yeah, but you got to realize something. That kind of gridlock wouldn't happen under a, a different kind of a system. Well, we've and already, it didn't happen. We've
0: already, already got a solution in the works, my friend.
2: Oh, we do? Well, yeah. I am, I'm I'm welcoming to hear it. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm strapped in and I'm ready to go. I think
0: this is going to reboot democracy. Oh. I think it's going to take money out of politics. Oh, this is great. I call it catastrophic economic collapse.
2: Which is going to happen when? Well,
0: whenever the bond market pops,
2: what happens to someone like me who doesn't have a job?
0: You're already set, man. You're already set. Don't worry about it.
2: I, I am I'm nursing off the government teat. Yeah.
0: Well, that that'll be a problem. But other than that, <laughs> actually, you know, it's kind of got me wondering if we could go a little more micro here yeah. for a second. Oh, is The Washington State Constitution.
2: All oh, the and the state. And, yeah,
0: yeah, and this initiative process. This, this initiative process that we've been oh, following yes. with this I 522.
2: Yes. The GMO labeling thing. The genetically modified organism.
0: You and I were texting back and forth last night as
2: the votes oh, were coming in. Oh, yes.
0: And uh, did you know that King 5 went out and ran their own polls? Well, to well, so, like kind of get the pulse from
2: people. Well, they do uh they do their own. Well, yeah. they do partner with another yeah, company, yeah, yeah. so they don't so, do it all on their own.
0: The, I, I captured this off of their live stream uh, on election night.
2: Thirty million dollars poured into the debate over Initiative 522, labeling a food cana- containing genetically modified ingredients. The ads were on all the time, it seemed, and each side raising one issue or another. Let's head back to Lori Matsukawa to see what voters were thinking about this pretty complex subject. Lori,
5: Rob, thirty million dollars is a lot of money. And it is a complex subject, but the actual question is really quite simple. Whether to label foods with genetically modified ingredients. In fact, when we asked people if they were confused by this measure, 79% said no, they were not confused. Just 17% said they were. Yeah. Even more definitive, huh. when we asked voters and likely voters if they felt they had the right to know if their food was genetically modified in any way, they overwhelmingly said yes, 88% to only 5% saying no. We also asked people if labeling was a reasonable burden to place on businesses, almost two-thirds said yes, it is reasonable, less than a third said it was unreasonable. People were less certain though about the impact of genetically modified food on their health. said it was bad. 22% said it has no effect on your health. 30% weren't sure. 9% said they think GMO foods are good for your health. The real reason this vote is so close is probably found in the answer to this question. When we asked voters and likely voters if they were concerned food labels might increase the cost of food, slightly more than half, 52% said yes. 44% said they weren't concerned i think that's
0: what it came down to i think that messaging that 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 22 million bought them the messaging that this is going to dramatically raise food costs and it's interesting so i decided to dig in um to some circle jerk communities on reddit to see what they were saying a lot of people when when this failed to pass a lot of people said this was a win for science people said yay science won and i think that's a I think that's interesting because I think science is probably more about having a complete understanding and an educated look at well, what you know at, and at also, what's going on,
2: and also have it not be biased information, not have it being uh, channeled or funded by a Monsanto or even the yes side either. I mean, I would really want to try to have a true, yeah. independent.
0: I think there was some critical execution flaws on the yes side. It was they were out of date. They were kind of relying a little more heavy on propaganda than they should have, because really the message that Monsanto couldn't compete with was informing consumers. So what Monsanto had to do and, and the other companies involved had they to did. had to fund on, well, it's gonna it's gonna cost consumers, it's gonna cost farmers, it's gonna scare the market. They had to kind of lean on those because they couldn't lean on, well, we're not for informing the consumer. And if if the yes campaign I think would have focused more on that instead of they really kind of a little bit on the Oh no, GMOs are scary. And there's people out there that they push back on that kind of stuff when they hear that. And I think that was a misstep on the yes side
2: a little bit. Well one thing, you know, what do I always, what do I always say on this show? What is what is the one there's, thing Oh I forgot to load it. Oh you didn't load oh, it? I
6: did. Show me the money!
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So here's the thing. You look in the state of Washington, we set a record. Yeah. On this. Over $30 million, most of it from out-of-state companies, right. was funneled into this campaign. Right. And before, that is the dirty thing, too, out-of-state money, too. Yeah, it was very dirty. And it, when you look at it this way, the uh, the polls were trending in a positive direction bef- before the money started coming in. It was 60-40, right. uh, 60 yes, 40 no. And then after $30 million later, right, it shifted yeah. to a 10% uh advantage for the no side.
0: So, you know, here's what it is, Chase. I was talking about this with the IRC earlier today, actually, is this is a representation of the state of affairs. We don't trust the companies that are selling us our foods. We don't trust the regulators that are supposed to be checking the food and the government that's supposed to be overwatching that, and we don't trust the companies that are selling us. We don't trust who makes it, we don't trust who oversees it, we don't trust who sells it. So we want labeling. But the problem is, is the system can be bought with money. So consumers really get caught in the spot where they don't trust anybody in the chain, and they don't trust the system around them, and it honestly just makes me want to withdraw. I want to just go only buy my food from the butcher and from the the stand on the side of the road where they go pick it from their own farm, and I just want to Withdraw from society and say, "All right, I'm done. I'm done. If you guys don't want to, if you guys don't want to let me be informed, I'm just gonna just live in my own little box."
2: It makes me want to withdraw. It, it's it's one of those situations where it makes you wonder. You know, people tend to go to the no side of any campaign when they they have some doubt. And obviously what the 522— the Right, err on the side of caution. Err on the side of caution. Let's not implement this. Now, here's the thing. Similar things like this have happened in our state before. The first time we tried to pass uh, the, the privatization of alcohol Oh, yeah, that failed. Or weed. That failed the first time.
0: Weed failed a couple times. And,
2: you know, it's one of those things where, all right, let's get more information out there. Let's talk about it. Yeah, this isn't the end, right? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, one of the big comments on one of these articles uh, in The Washington Post is— well, let's get this on the ballot in every single state during every single election cycle. There
0: is something like 20 states that are considering. Yeah. Actually,
2: one state passed it, but uh, and I, I don't have it in front of me, but the only way that they can implement it is if another uh, set of states in- implement it, basically. Wah, wah. They don't want to be in it on their own. Well, there you go. So <laughs> it's – is I mean, our, we, our, this was one of the predictions that I made last week. Obviously, I thought they was going to pass by a slim margin. Yeah, we did. Um, and I was wrong. And, and it's one of those situations where uh, I'm, I'm hoping that... That's what
0: we get for following the polls. <laughs> That's what we get. We were looking at the polls. We shouldn't have looked at the
6: polls. Well, we what, should have followed the
2: money. We should have...
6: Me the money!
2: We were following the and polls. actually that happened the exact same thing in California where it was polling in a positive direction. The yeah. money came in from out of state, and then guess what? It flipped around. Mm-hmm. So
0: I mean, it's just statistically when you got that money on, you got the, that kind of imbalance. Statistically, it always goes the you know, side of the money.
2: Monsanto. All the all you guys had to do is send me one percent, <laughs> and I would have been able to be very comfortable, and I would yeah. have propagated your mess. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Uh, my, ow, my head hurts. Right. Ow. That's the, that's my punisher kicking Ow. in. Yeah.
0: Hey, uh we got so um boy, so much <laughs> stuff in the show notes this week you guys. So much stuff that extra stuff we didn't get to. Uh a lot of stuff around the NSA. Um also uh some stuff around the GMO stuff including the money spent. Uh but there is one absolutely critical story we get this, to.
2: This this is actually this is breaking. This is this is one of those news stories. <laughs> This is CNN Breaking News. And it's not just CNN jumping in on this. It's also... uh, This is is a major announcement, you guys, (laughs) and you must realize that, you know, yes, we've been talking about the NSA. Yes, we've been talking about GMOs. We've been talking about the terrible shootings. But this is the top story. This story is the biggest story of the day. Oh my gosh,
0: it's Anderson
5: Cooper!
2: Even Anderson Cooper wants to know what the hell is going on. What is it? Chase? He is going AC36720 AC on this. <laughs> it's unbelievable. What is it? Mexican Coke is switching away from cane sugar and going to corn syrup. Oh man. If you buy your Mexi Coke at Costco, Business Costco, or any other small mom and pop store, even the Mexican food restaurant down the street that sells you that Mexi Coke with your burrito, guess what? It's going away. And it all comes down to money, you guys. It is much cheaper for them to produce the beverage with high fructose corn syrup than it does with cane now, sugar. Now, are
0: you hip to these shenanigans that in 2004 researchers at the uh, Pennington uh, Bio- Biomedical Research Center of Louisiana State University published their findings and revealed... You're getting revealed, too scientific for me. They revealed that there was some high fructose corn syrup in uh, the uh, Mexican Coke already. Really? Just a little bit, just to give it a little extra kick.
2: Just uh, So so there was sugar and high fructose... Yes. So there was both? Yes. Oh my God! <laughs> That's why you like it so much? <laughs> uh because they put both in it. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> but now it's just going to be regular Coke. Yeah. Just- and by the way, there this is not corn subsidies, you guys, because no. this is Mexico. Got to make all the Cokes taste the same, Chase. That's right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's This that is roughly, very this is got, very tragic.
0: This is your moment to kick the Coke habit. Just Oh. Put the coke aside, Chase.
2: Well, then I'll switch the Pepsi. Maybe Pepsi's still gonna do sugar Pepsi. Did you know that if you cut out one
0: pop a day for a year, you'll lose twelve, 12 pounds?
2: Yeah, but I'll just gain it back eating something else.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right. Well, you know, in 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 lieu of our regular email this week, last week as we were wrapping up, we asked for somebody across the pond to send us some clips around this UK phone hacking scam. We did, yes. Yeah.
2: We and we got something.
0: James sent us in three clips. Uh, one that was kind of optional, so I played He's got like, two short clips for us. They kind of, you know, give, give us a little clue on what's going on over there.
2: This Wait. is BBC Radio 5 Live.
5: Wait,
4: you, BBC course, Radio 5? Drive, yeah. With God. Anna Foster and Peter Allen. Our main story, the trial of eight people facing charges surrounding the phone hacking case gets underway. The lead prosecutor has been addressing the court
7: In reference to those who were managing the papers uh, Rebecca Brooks and Andy Coulson He told the jury the fact that they did not stop it Means you could infer they were parties to the conspiracy as well
4: We'll have the latest in the old Bailey in the next few minutes
0: And then here's the next few minutes
5: the prosecution has begun setting out its case at the start of the trial of former journalists at the News of the World who are accused That's of phone hot. hacking. Uh, well, Eight we'll defendants, all including do. the former News International chief executive, Rebecca Brooks, and the former News of the World editor, Andy Coulson, are standing trial. They deny the charges. Newspaper publishers say they'll appeal against the High Court's decision to allow a Royal Charter on press regulation to go ahead. They'd argued that the government's proposal should not be sent to the Privy Council for approval because their own ideas weren't considered fairly. In a statement, they say it's a vital constitutional issue. The Shadow Culture Secretary is Harriet Harman. Despite the fact that there is a lot of controversy, there are things that all of us agree on. We all agree of the fundamental importance of the freedom of the press. But we also agree that there's got to be a proper press complaint system if the press overstepped the boundaries of their own mm-hmm. code of ethics oh, yes. and individuals are damaged as a result.
0: Gotta get some boundaries for that press, Chase. So mm-hmm. there you go. Thank you very much, James, yeah. for us and to
2: bring us up to date. I love, you know, I... By the way, if uh, if any UK uh, yeah. women... Yeah, send us more clips. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, th- oh, oh, that too. Oh, oh yeah, pictures? yeah, send us clips. Yeah, yeah. Pick-
0: pictures. pictures. What? what? Oh Sorry, what? But thank you, James, for yeah, sending thank those you. in. If you want to uh, contact the show, you can email us. Go over to jupiterbroadcasting.com, click the contact link, choose Unfilter from the drop-down. We can even
2: attach pictures. Hey, Chris, you know, we do have Skype and phone. Do you ever check that? No. All right. I will will try to make an effort to do that soon. I know. Guilty.
0: guilty. What about that subreddit choice?
2: Now, this is the time of the show where, you know, we head over to the Unfilter subreddit, which you can get to at unfilter.reddit.com. And I make... Oh, my gosh! Wait. And I make a prediction, and I'm hoping that, you know, my streak continues... Do you remember what you predicted last week? No, I have no idea. (laughs) You're gonna be happy. It's oh, huh. all right, Chris. What did I uh, what did I predict last
0: 959 week? Nine hundred and fifty nine subscribers. So
2: nine I like those numbers. You know yeah, the, the yeah. those numbers. What, what do we get Chase? Uh, nine hundred and seventy one. All right. So what do you want to predict for this week? Oh my god. And actually, 971 is a station I listen good. to. That's good. That's good. Or nine seven three. How uh,
0: about how about
2: how about nine eighty three? No. 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 Okay. I gotta see. I'm gonna try to break my
0: streak.
6: Chase, yes! don't
0: Na- go too far.
2: Nine eight nine. Oh my gosh. All
0: right, so listen, go to unfiltered.com. You can become a contributor to our show notes yep. by sub- by uh, submitting stories, by voting, by commenting. We take all of that into context. Yeah. Even discussion threads are great over there. Subscribe. Maybe you can get us up to 989. I, I,
2: I'm building very close to 1,000. I, I, I might make the 1,000 prediction next week, but I want to get to 989. Hey, Chase, I know that you just went to, to MindCon. Yeah. All
0: that kind of stuff. Sure if I did. wanted to follow you and see what you're up to, maybe see some of your videos, where would I go?
2: Head over to geekgamer.tv. I just posted an interview today with... With Minecraft Edu, uh, they make a great tool for playing Minecraft and teachers in the classroom. Nice. A lot of teachers are doing that. Very good. Uh, you could also follow me on uh, at my hub really, uh C H A S E N U N E S. You can follow me on Twitter, hit me up on Facebook, circle me on Google Plus, subscribe on YouTube.
0: Hey, you know what I am? I'm Google.com slash plus Chris Fisher now. And I
2: well, and I'm slash plus chase newness. Nice. I'm also over at twitter.com yeah. slash
0: Chris L-S, tweeting out in hundred
2: and forty characters of goodness. Oh, man. What a great show. Hugely packed. Massively packed, Chase, I'd say. I know what that's what she says.
0: All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for tuning in this week's episode of Unfiltered. Join us live, won't you, on a Wednesday over at jblive.tv. Go to slash calendar to get the details. Stop
2: by early. We're always here. Yeah.
0: Ha- hanging out. Yeah. And if you're a supporter, go check your mailbox. You got a new newsletter.
2: All right, everyone. We'll see you right back here next, next week.